I'm Jim and this is On The Left Side, the funny football show. What is wrong with that Jorginho? Seriously, that penalty shot was lazy. It was like as if he's going for some morning walk, casual morning walk. Hello, I'm back. Thank you very much to Alex Boardman for looking after last week's show. A proper comedian person. If you've not listened to last week's show yet, then go back and give it a whirl because it's ace. I was off for the weekend in Sense Parks last week, a place where buying a pint of beer makes Paul Pogba look like excellent value for money. And I mean the Pogba that Jose Mourinho had, not this good one that Solskjaer has somehow turned up. And value seems to be a bit of a theme this week in football. It all starts with Alexi Sanchez, who has somehow managed to be the worst value free thing in history. Even worse than those free shampoo and body wash things that you get in cheap hotels that run out after one squeeze. Sanchez has single-handedly proved that free doesn't always mean good value as he continues to disappoint supporters at Old Trafford. Not that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is being pessimistic about the whole thing. In fact, he's convinced that the best is yet to come from the Chilean. Or at least I think that's what he was trying to say here. You know that bottle of ketchup when it never that it never comes, but uh, when you when it suddenly comes, it comes. Pep Guardiola compared Jesus to a watermelon. Carlos Cavalla compared transfer targets to fish. And now Ole is using Tommy sauce as an analogy. He could be saying that he thinks Sanchez will one day come good. Mm-hmm. But he could also be saying that he comes in 57 varieties, or that he just needs a good smack on the bottom to work properly. Whatever he's saying, I think it makes Sanchez the most expensive condiment in history. And it's not just value for players that's being called into question either, with West Ham co-chairman David Gold being keen to point out this week how great the ticket prices are at the London Stadium right now, even if the football's a bit iffy. Personally, I'm not sure a man who splashed out 17 million quid for Andy Carroll is the best person to make a judgement call on value, but all the same, let him say his piece. And here's what he tweeted. Talk sport lists the cost of the cheapest season tickets at Premier League clubs. West Ham rank third, 320 quid. Behind Huddersfield, 249 quid. And Man City, 310 pound. Wow. To be fair, a season ticket for 320 notes is pretty bloody good. And that works out as what? About a pound from every mile your seat is away from the pitch? Also, if you're highlighting value for money, then I'm not sure highlighting Man City as a comparable price point is a great shout. Especially as that encourages people to compare the amount of points you've got for the money you spend, and not that long ago you promised your fans a world-class stadium and a world-class team, and you delivered an athletic stadium owned by the council, Jack Wilshire and Jordan Hugill. To be fair, West Ham fans don't seem too fussed right now. They're doing okay, and they've now got some decent players in their ranks. And it's all right paying just over 300 quid for a season ticket to get that when down the road, Chelsea fans are paying 750 quid a season to watch an absolute shambles. This podcast is being recorded before the Caribou Cup final, so things may well have turned around in terms of fan opinion as quickly as actually winning the Caribou Cup tends to turn around the fan opinion of whether that competition is a worth the silver pot or Europe's most prestigious prize. But right now, after defeats to Manchester United, City and Bournemouth in recent weeks, it's left a fair few blues wondering what Sarri ball actually is. But very few are as angry as this fella, 
sharing his very considered view on the world wide interweb. Rubbish performances after rubbish performance after rubbish performance after rubbish performance. For how fucking long we are going to tolerate such nonsense? I will never ever forget that on my birthday you have ruined the day. You have ruined my day. How the fucking long? Wow. How the fucking angry? He's more upset about his birthday than Yaya Tori got when he didn't get that cake. Tonal down and he brings in Zabakosta for Aquiquita. Tong, 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 rings will come and Chelsea will come back. What the fucking nonsense, man? It's like a really aggressive version of Claudio Ranieri's old dilly ding, dilly dong thing, isn't it? Tong, 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 tong. Incidentally, Sarri has been saying this week that he wants to be Chelsea manager for a long time. By still think it's probably worth having a fiver on the angry dude to be in charge by the end of the season. To be fair, it's probably exactly what those Chelsea players need right now. Sorry, can't motivate the players. Maybe that fella's completely disproportionate levels of anger can. I also noticed this week that Mauricio Sarri has been keen to point out that his players still, and I quote, trust his vision. Come on, mate. I've seen how thick your glasses are. Your optician doesn't even trust your vision. Angry Chelsea man is probably even angrier now after Chelsea were slapped with a massive transfer ban for illegally tapping up under-18 international players. That means that all the much-lauded squad rebuilding that Sarri needs to do could turn out to be a little bit of a problem, especially if Eden Hazard reads that writing on the wall that has him signing for Real Madrid this summer. The suggestion is that Hazard has made his decision over what his future at Stamford Bridge is, and that decision is that he doesn't have one. He gave an interview with a French radio station recently where he declared that he had made his decision, which is such a dramatic statement that it can't possibly mean he's staying, right? That said, Antoine Griezmann made a whole bloody documentary with two endings to announce that he was sticking around at Atletico, so in terms of footballing one-upmanship, Maybe it's a good sign for the Blues. If Hazard truly had something to announce, then he probably would have got it chiseled into the lunar surface or something. You can't read too much into that statement. Eden has always been a bit of a footballing prick tease. But there has been a slow evolution of his statements regarding his future at the club. Back in July 2018, he said, I can decide if I want to stay or go, but Chelsea will make the final decision if they want to let me go. And then in August, I have two more years of contract and we will see what will happen. Leave this year. I, I will not leave. I am fine here. October. Real Madrid is the best club in the world. I don't want to lie today, but it is my dream uh, since I was a kid. I was dreaming about this club. We will see. And in only December, he said, I do not uh, want to have any regrets at the end of uh, of my it's a decision. I've always loved. We'll see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if he'd scored the winning goal at this weekend's cup final, only to lift up his shirt to reveal the message, come and get me Galacticos, across his chest. It would probably be more subtle, although given the escalation of those comments, not entirely unexpected. 
Whatever happened in that final and whatever happened in the Liverpool game or the Premier League in general this weekend, it's inconsequential because undoubtedly the highlight of this weekend's football was a Liverpool fan called Stephen talking to Talk Sport this week and enthusiastically playing down the fears that Liverpool's Champions League dreams were over after their 0-0 draw with Bayern Munich. Will we go through? Well, uh, a draw will do us in uh, Munich and we'll go through. We don't need to win. We can need to just draw. You remember one thing, away goes counts double. Yeah. So if we score a goal in Munich, they would have to score two. We score two, they'd have to score four. So we're mm. still in a very good position. I think we three, I think three Steve. Steve, I think... <laughs> <laughs> like if you score three away goals, they don't okay. have to score okay. six. I'll be honest with you, Stephen. You've had a fucking nightmare, mate. The whole away goals are worth double thing only kicks in if it's a draw over the two legs. But it doesn't actually mean that all away goals are automatically worth double. In the same way that a striker that has had two bites at the cherry isn't actually taking a punnet of fruit with him onto the pitch. And the proverbial six-pointer still only awards three points to the winning team. And you can be sure that when a commentator describes a player as being on fire, guess what? He's not actually engulfed in flames. Unless that is Liverpool are giving one of their famous receptions to the opposition team bus. In which case, I wouldn't rule it out. That is it for this week's show. Thank you for listening and come back soon for more. Click subscribe on the show, click follow on Twitter over on the left side and click those five little stars that appear next to the podcast title wherever it is you find your podcasts and show us that you love us. Also, become an advocate of On The Left Side. Recruit one of your friends to become a listener. I will see you next time for more Football Funny. See you then. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson.